Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We continue to ask for relief from the heat and drought in the western United States. We pray the blood of Jesus over lung cancer. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, amen. At this moment, I have 1,146 Facebook friends, and I am constantly adding new ones for the purpose of expanding great ministries. I would love for all my friends to continue to share the great news of Jesus Christ through great ministries. Many of my listeners have friends numbering in the thousands. If they are truly friends, wouldn't you want to make sure that you saw them again in the afterlife? I would consider that person a friend. So today, I want to discuss friends. We all have our criteria of what we want in a friend. True friends have a connection that binds them together. 1 Samuel 18, 1-4 is the story of the beginning of a lifelong friendship between David and Jonathan. Verse 1 says that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. When you first examine this relationship, you realize that Jonathan was the firstborn son of King Saul. He was really Prince Jonathan, heir to the throne of Israel. David was the lastborn son of Jesse, a lowly shepherd. How does a prince connect with a shepherd? Jonathan was as brave as David, since he killed a garrison of Philistines in 1 Samuel 14. David kills Goliath, and after telling Saul the details, Jonathan knows that he and David have the same heart. They are both brave, and they both fear God, and they both love Israel. So the first thing you should do before establishing a friendship is to listen to what the person is saying. They will tell you who they are if you listen. While a Christian can have non-Christian friends, true friends have things in common, like the same sports team, or they may have children the same age, or they may have the same hobbies. They could have the same travel goals, something that draws them together. When both friends love God, the bond is set. That day, Jonathan and David made a covenant, and the friendship began. Proverbs 18 verse 24 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Folks, I don't think it's rocket science to know that in order to make friends, you have to be friendly. I'm amazed how quickly my grandchildren will make friends when I take them to the park, while the park bully just doesn't get it. I'll address the second part of Proverbs 18.24 a little later in the podcast. Job's three friends came to comfort him after they had heard about his adversity in Job 2 and 11. My comrades, when someone you consider a friend and is in the hospital, it is your duty as a friend to go see about them. Flowers are nice, and so are balloons and cards, but the presence of a friend is magical. A true friend will not hesitate to give you constructive criticism, as Proverbs 27 and 6 teaches. It says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Well, nobody wants a friend to wound them with words. 
We all want yes people around us. We want people who will tell us what we want to hear. And if we get our feelings hurt, we will shut off that person to keep them from hurting us again. Yet Solomon says, It is better to get corrected by a friend, even when it hurts, than to be deceived by an enemy with a kiss. In 2 Samuel 2 verses 9 and 10, Joab came to Amasa with a fake offer of a kiss, only to stab him and kill him. Proverbs 27 and 9 says this about a friend who gives hearty counsel. It says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight to hearty counsel. My friends, yes, I called you friends. Do you have someone who you go to for advice, who always gives you wise counsel? Or are you that person who gives wise counsel and people come to you? Proverbs 27 and 10 teaches, Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, or go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Folks, our parents' friends may have known you since you were a child. If they were wise and your parents trusted them, go to that family friend when you are in need. Although a family member may seem like the best choice, a family friend may be better. Ladies and gentlemen, a true friend is always faithful. This type of friend is not a fair-weather friend, but an all-weather friend. Proverbs 17 and 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Shortly after Jesus called his disciples friends, one betrayed him, one said he didn't even know the man, and the rest deserted him. Hmm, not exactly the definition of a true friend, right? But Solomon is saying, when you have a brother from another mother who is there for you, they are true friends. The Bible gives these examples of friends. When Moses went into the tabernacle in Exodus 33, 8-11, the Lord spoke to Moses as a man speaks to his friend. God also called the descendants of Abraham his friend in Isaiah 41 and 8. Hushai was David's friend in 2 Samuel 15, 37, while 2 Kings 2, verses 1-14 through 14, portrays the friendship of Elijah and Elisha. Timothy and Paul were friends in 2 Timothy 1 and 2, as Paul calls him a beloved son. Naomi and Ruth were not just in-laws, they were inseparable friends. In addition to his disciples, the other close friends of Jesus were Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. While the Bible gives us practical advice about friends, it also gives us warnings about the wrong friends. You may have heard that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, which is a quote from Harper Lee's book, To Kill a Mockingbird. The children of Israel were given strict orders to punish those who would suggest that you go with them to serve other gods. Deuteronomy 13 and 6 says, If your brother, the son of your mother, your son or your daughter, the wife of your bosom, or your friend who is as your own soul, secretly entices you, saying, Let's go and serve other gods, which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers. My comrades, God was so serious about Israel not falling into idolatry that the punishment for doing so was death by stoning. If you were a witness against the person who suggested that you follow them into idolatry, you were expected to cast the first stone. Now, if you decide to follow your friend into idolatry, then you would also be stoned. David wrote these words in Psalm 41 and 9. 
that even my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. This was a reference to Judas, who was trusted as the treasurer of Jesus' ministry, also sat down with Jesus at the Last Supper and broke bread. Listen to the words of Jesus after the kiss in verse 50. He said, Friend, why have you come? Folks, Judas was chosen to betray Jesus, yet my Lord still called him friend. We do not know which friend may betray us, but we can reduce the odds of betrayal by choosing our friends wisely. The prodigal son found out who his friends were when the famine came and nobody would give him anything to eat. The same people he had parted with months before were in the same famine boat with him. Luke 15, verse 15 and 16 further illustrates that when famine comes, it affects everyone. Do you recall last year when COVID hit the slaughterhouses and there was a meat shortage? It didn't matter if you had money to buy food, if there's no food to buy, but friends who have stocked up and can help sustain you, now they are a blessing. Job 19 and 14 says, My relatives have failed, and my close friends have forgotten me. If your friends did wellness checks last year, you have good friends. By the way, did you check on anyone? Now the second part of Proverbs 18.24 says, But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. My Christian companions, that friend is Jesus. He wants to have conversations with you. He wants to be part of your life. He wants to comfort you. He wants to advise you. He wants to be there when everyone else bails on you. Jesus has proven that he is committed to be our friend in John 15 and 13, when he says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus is offering to be your friend. Will you accept his friendship? Let's pray. Father, thank you for great friends, and thank you for being a faithful friend. In the name of the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. You may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.